if I have to say what I want to give to my daughter, I want to give her the best. Mm. But in this situation, it's very little. Hello and welcome to the Bringing Up Mom podcast with me, Christy Tan, where we highlight motherhood stories from our little corner of the world. Yay! From exploring postpartum practices to how we school our kids to deeper questions like what makes a good mother, I'd like to address them all with respectful curiosity and a whole lot of love. I can see it so clearly. I'm a new mom holding my weak old screaming son. This was nothing like the books I read. It's 2am and I don't know what to do. Why can't I stop him from crying? I rock harder. I put him down. I pick him up. I sing. I talk. I offer him some milk, but my letdown is so fast that he screams bloody murder. I am defeated. Why can't I soothe my own baby? This was the first moment I felt like I wasn't a good mom. In fact, I felt like a failure. Fast forward several years, and while experience has taught me a thing or two, I still wrestle with the concept of the good mom. I aspire to selflessness and kindness. I hope to give my kids the very best childhood possible, as researched on the internet. Come on, tell me I'm not alone. I desire to model what it means to be a wholesome human being, yet the day-to-day has me stumped and tired. Which got me thinking, where do we get these ideals of motherhood from anyway, and what does it mean to be a good mum? As I thought about the concepts more, I wondered if the ideas we had were universal, or if they would change depending on social constructs like culture and faith, but also circumstances. I thought about how I felt guilty about the littlest things, like when the kids had more snacks or screen time than usual, or when I was cranky and yelled at them. Then I thought about mothers whose stories may not be as common, who may have had to wrestle with events way beyond their control, who are fighting to survive, and how their experiences have shaped who they are as mothers. So I went looking for someone who would tell me a bit about their world. And today I'm so honoured to share the story of a refugee mom. Nor is from the Korean people on Myanmar, but has since fled to Malaysia for the past eight years. She has a daughter here, here with her who was born with health issues, and Nor does her best to care for her despite the constraints. Hers is a diverse but important point of view that I believe will benefit all of us as we listen in to what she has to say about being a good mom while living as a refugee. Do note that what you will hear is the English version of the interview as read out by Marianne, a volunteer in the refugee community. Um, so to start, how do you feel about being a mom in Malaysia, especially as a refugee? I'm very happy because I have the chance to be a mom, but also because of my daughter, I have so many experience of being a mom. It's not easy, but because of my daughter, it helps me to go on, to keep me alive, and to still surviving in this situation. Yeah. And um, would you say it's been hard to be a mom as well as a refugee? It's really hard because as a mother and as someone from another country, as someone from a foreign country, you have to worry about the environment, this 
security with the authorities and the insecurity about your livelihood. If you don't have earning, then you have to worry about food and daily survival. Mm. So back in your home country uh, or in your culture, what what would you say a good mom is described as? Uh, I'm not sure about the whole uh, culture, but I want to give an example of my own mother. My mother, she was a brave one. She really protect us uh, from people, uh, from all the people around us. She faced all the problem without, you know, like hesitate or even second-guessing uh, what might happen. I really think she is a good mother in that way. Yeah, thank you for sharing that and I uh, love that story about your mom. And So in your situation now, how do you try to follow your mom's example, maybe as a brave mother? Okay, um, especially I have to say that I'm not the bravest, but for my daughter, when we go like to hospital or clinic, mm. you have to talk to the doctors and you have to talk to the nurse. Mm. Sometimes I don't know how to ask and sometimes I don't know how to get help from them. But my focus is only my daughter. Mm. I do it all for her and I want every good thing for her. So I face everything all with I have what I have. Mm, yeah, and um, just with mothers again in, in your culture, do you think mothers are respected and valued? <laughs> okay, for me, uh, the perspective can be a bit different. Uh, I was raised by a single mother or actually more like a widow mother. Mm. Uh, I mm. see most of us in Karen community, we look up to our mothers as a brave and someone who can provide for the family mm. um, and someone who face most of the problem mm. in the family but maybe because I was raised by a widow mother without father. It was interesting to hear about how Noor drew inspiration from her own mother and her Karen community. She described her mother as brave and in many ways she too has to be brave for her own family now. I love that idea of a good mom being brave in the face of whatever dangers or threats surround us. We then talk a bit about how she tries to give her best for her daughter, given the constraints of life as a refugee. Before this, we, we were talking a little bit before the interview, and you mentioned that a good mom to you is about giving your best to your child. Um, how do you give your best to your daughter? Um, if I have to say what I want to give to my daughter, I want to give her the best. Mm. But in this situation, it's very little. Mm. But I hope that I can give her more. It's okay if she is healthy. But if her health condition is bad, that's when I really, really struggle. She's because like having asthma mm. and uh, she is a G6PD baby. Mm. And uh, it's like, affect her blood. Mm. So, uh, this disease, what happened is, she cannot take a lot, a lot of things. Um, and her windpipe, windpipe yeah. is also swollen. Mm. 
So if that's the case, I wish to give her what I can, but I can't really do what I want to give her the best. Yeah, and it's it's very special and unique situation what you have as well, and I think that would lead to lots of pressures that you may feel as a mom. So, what are some of those pressures that you feel as a mom here? There are so many things that pressure me every day in my life, but uh, like I say before, when I go out, I have to worry about authority, like safety, my security. I feel insecure about the way I have to live in this country. Um, so many things I don't know <laughs> how to explain. Mm. When it comes to financial need, we need financial support as a base to survive everything. Mm. We need it again and again. But for me, I pray to God first. Mm. I believe He He will make a way for me. Mm. I have to worry about so many things, especially now that my husband is not allowed to work mm. and he can be arrested anytime if he works. Uh, previously, my husband also had an accident mm. and it was hit and run. And nobody can help him. Mm. Only people around him sent him to hospital. But the person who hit him ran away. So I feel like I cannot trust people. Mm. And also because my daughter wasn't born healthy, she's born with disease and she, she cannot even like smell certain smell. Mm. She cannot eat a, a lot of things like other kids. So we have to choose what she eat because of like her medication. Mm. She cannot be with a group of people too. She cannot stay in like environment, uh, that kind of environment. She needs to go to school, she will also be with other kids in classroom and uh, she will need constant care. Uh, she will need someone to be with her, mm. uh, take care of her yeah. and take care of health, her health. So this is something I'm worried about. She also two and a half years old yeah. and after a few months, actually she ready to go kindergarten. Mm. But in my situation, I cannot even rent, I cannot pay. How am I supposed to pay for school fees? I cannot really do that. Mm. I honestly think, no, actually I know that I take so many things for granted. The ability to work legally, to know that my kids can access education and healthcare. So it was a real wake-up call to know that there are many among us who may not be as fortunate. We also spoke about times where she felt like she struggled to feel like a good enough mom for her daughter. So in your experience, were there times you felt like you weren't a good enough mom? Um, maybe examples where you felt that you were failing? I felt that I failed to provide for my child when she falls sick. I take care of her with all the strength I have but sometimes when her health condition is bad and then she needs to admit in hospital, mm. she gets a lot of injection. Mm. I feel like it's because I'm not taking good care of her well. I feel like I'm a failure. Mm. I don't think I have the time where I feel like I do my best for my child, especially in Malaysia, in this country. Mm. You know, there 
are so many things that my child needs and I'm trying to give my best. Since we are with refugee status, it's not possible for me to work, find a job, mm. especially in this time. Yeah. Mm. And going back, to think about mm. going back is not possible for us. So we are like kind of stuck here. Mm. I'm trying my best, but I don't think so. I am reaching to the best level. Mm. And thank you for sharing that so honestly. I, I can imagine the struggle that you would have to face as a mom too. Um, which leads to the next question about uh, what keeps you going so that you, you don't give up and where do you get your strength from? My daughter and my husband. Mm. But especially it's my daughter because when I look at her, it gives me the force that I need to do more for her. Mm. I need to continue living for her and I want to give her like whatever I can. Mm. And yes, I also pray and I trust God will look after me. Mm. Um, this next bit, just a little bit about you and is there anything that you feel proud of for yourself? It is um, being a mother. Yeah. Um, and uh, What about being a mother? Uh, I'm still struggling for my family and I won't give up. When I first asked this question, I thought I'd get a lengthy response. She has, after all, overcome gigantic challenges to be where she is today. But her pride is simply in the fact that she perseveres for her family. And that's worth being proud of. I'm also reminded that for many mums, we struggle to talk about the things we are proud of. So often, we look at ourselves and focus on our mistakes and our weaknesses instead of our strengths. We hardly stop to acknowledge the fact that we will keep persevering whatever the cost. In this last bit, Noor shares about what she wants other mums to know about refugee mums here and her hopes for the future. Um, what would you like other mums in Malaysia to know about refugee mums? Uh, especially I want the mother in uh, the country, Malaysia, to know about refugee mothers that we also are mother, so that you see us as a mother or also as a human, so that like when you don't make any discrimination, especially for me, it's like when I have to go hospital or clinic, I can see, you know, local are priority and refugee are pushed away or process is then delayed. And sometimes we get shouted and scolded so, like, these are small things I want everyone to see. Like, everyone is on the same level. Mm. I, I, I think it's not fair when you treat human in a different way. Mm. Yeah. We also spoke a little bit about, as a refugee mom, there are lots of needs that you, you have or that the community would have. Would you mind sharing a few of those needs? Uh, we need for education, mm. for rent, Medical bill, especially mother who many have many many kids. Mm, and is there a place that you can actually get support from? Yes, I some yes I know some ask for help from NGO mm. and also UNHCR, but not sure if they do get the help. Mm. And and I think you mentioned earlier as well that as much uh, it's 
you don't want to rely so much on other people. And I remember you telling me that um, you, the best would, would be, of course, for you to have to be able to provide for yourself. Yeah. Um, the next question, or the, kind of towards the last question that we are going to talk about, is um, hope. And uh, what do you hope for your family? If I have um, to wish for the future in Malaysia, it's very hard to say in this situation. Mm. Everything is very difficult. Mm. I'm happy I have with uh, my family now, but there's not much other hope here. Mm. But if I get a chance to reunite with my husband, family, Overseas, mm. if I get chance to resettle and reunite, maybe I can hope something more. Speaking to Noor about motherhood as a refugee was eye-opening. It was a reminder that the struggle to be a good mother affects all of us, but the way we experience it can be so different depending on various background factors and circumstances. I remember how during the MCO, I saw this post trying to describe the situation we were facing. It read, same storm, different boats. I thought about it. Everyone had to go through lockdown, but we all faced it differently. I think this applies to motherhood as well. Being a parent is a crazy journey. It's stormy and there's just so much pressure to do it well. But I'm reminded that it would be naive of me to think that there's only one way to be a good mom. I'm here to tell you that there isn't breastfeed or bottle feed, government school or homeschool, organic or not, tiger mom or gentle mom. We need to, no, we get to decide what's best for our families given our different circumstances. Love is the driving force, but how that plays out will look different from one mom and one family to another. Someone told me this early on in my journey, and it's something I often come back to when I'm overwhelmed as a mom. Focus on progress and not perfection. Look at what we can do instead of what we should do. There are zero ways to be a perfect mom, but many to be a good one. Finally, look out for all the other moms around us who may need a hand or a listening ear or practical help and see if there's any way we can contribute, big or small. Often we tell our kids to be kind and to be honest, the best lessons they'll ever learn are from us, from watching us and how we treat one another. So be gracious to yourself and to your family and to those around you. Lead with love, live by example and friend, it's likely they'll follow. Special thanks to Noor for sharing her story and to Marianne for being her voice for the English version. To everyone else listening, thank you for tuning in. I hope this has been encouraging. Till next time, take care and chat soon. I'd also like to acknowledge Project Dialogue for the help in making this podcast a reality.